Let me, first of all, this morning say that I am very thankful to be here in the Lord's house this morning. And I am very thankful to look back and to see each of you that are here. And I know that God will richly bless you for having come to his house. <coughs> now, Mike was telling you the truth. When I was his pastor, he was just a little fellow here. I told you something. When I was here at homecoming <coughs> years or so ago, I knew you wouldn't believe that to start with. Well, just to come across a little humor. I told you, would you believe that he used to carry me around when I was just a little boy? That don't seem possible, does it? No, I've known him practically all of his entire life. But what's most important this morning, I, I know not only him, but I know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know him as my personal Lord and Savior. There's a song that people sing sometimes. I can tell you now the time I can take you to the place. And I can. God has blessed me to do that. I can tell you the time. I can take you to the place where God saved me. Now, sometimes people say, well, when Satan's bothering me, <coughs> I can uh, just take him back to where I bowed and prayed. I don't, I don't do that. I'm not going to take the devil anywhere, but if I did take him somewhere, you know where I would take him and direct him to what led me to the saving, saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Before I was ever saved, an old minister of the gospel, he, God sent him my way, and he had a message just for me. And it stuck with me all these years, and it's most precious to me. And outside of John 3.16, it's just about my favorite scripture in the Bible. And the old fellow came to me, and I've told this countless numbers of times over the year. He had a question when he came. He asked me, he said, son, are you a Christian? I said, no, sir, I'm not. And I wasn't even interested in it. I just went to because of a friend that had asked me, and I would do that for him once a year. But this old man came and he said, with that question, are you a Christian? I said, no, sir. He said, I can tell you how to be a Christian, but he said, I'd rather let the book do the talking. When he opened his Bible, I wasn't, still wasn't interested. But the words that he spoke was this, from Romans chapter 10, beginning with verse 8. This is the gospel. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. A few days after that, one Sunday evening late, the Holy Spirit, like uh, you've heard, probably heard many times, where the Holy Spirit, I know it's in the Laodicean church, but it's so real to me, 
the Holy Spirit stood in my heart's door. The Bible said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice over the door, I'll come in to him and sup with him and he with me. And the Holy Spirit was standing at my heart's door and knocking. And I opened the door and said, I said, Yes, Lord, come into my, my heart. I repented of my sins. Satan's not going to go with me there. That scripture is too, too powerful. But today, once again, I'm very thankful to be here in the Lord's house. And I'll do my best to preach you a gospel message. But I would like to ask you one something before I do. I've been preaching longer than most of you have lived. But I still need the Lord. I still daily acknowledge what the Bible teaches to me. And it said, without Christ, without God, I can do nothing, and I cannot. But I believe this, through Christ which strengtheneth me, I can do all things, and I believe I can preach a gospel message this morning. If you'll whisper a prayer too, it will help me. Just like the leper said to Jesus, he said, Lord, he said, if thou wilt, thou canst cleanse me. And if you will, you can help me. Just whisper a prayer. Lord, send us a gospel message. All right, I've got some scripture to read to you, a little more than usually I read. <laughs> if you've got your Bible with you, turn in uh, the book of St. Luke, chapter 12. <laughs> Luke, chapter 12. Now, <laughs> we're going to begin reading with the 16th verse. And listen carefully. In Luke chapter 12, verse 16, the first few words, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, <coughs> Now let's identify who is speaking. These first few words in the introduction, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, now, these are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have the red letter edition, you'll see that all these are the words of Christ. And this is, in one way, a wonderful short story. Oh, wonderful. And in a, one way, it's, it's a terrible, terrible things that are in it. We're going to look for the good things. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, Jesus began to speak. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. <clears throat> now, I want to go on down. So, to ver through verse 21, but I want you to take a, well, I, let's just go ahead and read it. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, and listen closely now, we've followed this certain man down through stages of his life and, and pay close attention where we are 
It's going to eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool. How horrible. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? <coughs> Remember where we are with him now. <coughs> this has come down to where the scripture comes into place. We don't like this thought or this scripture, but it's the truth. To each and every one here, this rent will ring true over and over and over. We're coming to this place where this man is, where we're going to leave him for a while. And as it is appointed unto men, wants to die. But after this, the judgment. I wish I had just all pleasant things. But we have to face the truth. Each one that's here, one writer said, Our days upon earth are as a shadow, for we are but of yesterday and know nothing. Another said, My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and they are spent without hope. That time somewhere out in the future, I know it may seem like it's a long way off, but it's not. Nothing's any swifter than time. Some of you can relate. I, I listened to a brother who first stood up this morning, and he talked about time, how swiftly that it passes. And James did say, what is your life? It's even as a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. There's no way I could put emphasis on that, how swiftly this will pass away. You who are young, you who are children, you cannot really relate to this now, but you will. In time to come, you will turn around and you'll see, where's the time gone? Where's the time gone? Now, we followed this man. I'm going to go back and go over this. We'll recap some of this. Go back over it. But we followed him from a time when he was a young man through his successes in his life. And now he's come down to the end of his way. And listen to it once again. But God said unto him, here at the end of his life, Thou fool. Thou fool. There are many characteristics of the school, of the, a fool. I'll mention just a few. A fool's voice is known by a multitude of ver, uh, words. A fool will always be meddling. A fool despises wisdom and instruction. And the most horrible of all, a characteristic of a fool, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Let's look at this man. The story is going bad from the very beginning. And he spake a parable saying, the ground of a certain man. There's so much in this. I just won't stop everywhere that I see a word. And he thought within himself saying, 
what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my goods? But this, Jesus said, is a certain man. And be careful with this word. In this man's case, a certain man, he was fixed. He was firm. He was settled. At this point in his life, he'd come to the place, he was fixed. A certain man. He wasn't going to change. Kind of like a person can come to this state, kind of like concrete. You know how hard that it is. They start out with all the chemicals that makes this product. You have your cement, you have the sand, you have your water, you mix all of this. And a lot of people will come to this point in their life are sort of like concrete, thoroughly mixed and permanently settled. Some people have a saying and it's dangerous, I'm fixed in my way. And many people are fixed in their way. They're not going to change. Now, I too say that I am fixed in my way. I am saved, I am sure, and I am serving, and I'm not going to change. I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he's able to keep that that I have committed unto him against that day. That's what I want to impart to you, young people, middle-aged people, people that are my age, that are old and up in years. I want to impart this unto you. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And I don't want you to go through your life and come down to the end of the way. Remember where we left this man? A certain man. He was fixed. He was firm. He was settled. He was not going to change. But I don't want to beat up on him this morning. Even though he's in a, a terrible time in his life, he's fixing to leave this world. But I want to say some good things about him. Let's look at him at first. A certain man, I would like to say one thing about him to start with. He did not, he did not have a bad reputation. The Bible said, uh, keep this in mind, young people. Keep this in mind, whatever age you are in. A good name is rather to be desired than great riches. A good name. How do you get a good name? You have a testimony. You live your life. You live your testimony. And you don't, yeah, a lot of things God gives you that are free. Salvation is free, but if you're going to have to have power with God, you're going to have to earn it. If you want people to love you, the Bible said, love. God wants to love you, and God does love you, and he wants you to love everyone else. Let's look at this man now. At this time in his life, let's start early with him before we get down to where he, we're not going to forget this, where he, we picked up in his life. He was getting ready to leave this world. Thy soul shall be required of thee. So, <laughs> this man, the good points that I want to bring, number one, he did not have a bad reputation. Here's one thing that I admire in his life. This was a man 
that was old-fashioned. He believed in working. Now, that's not really popular in this day and time. Seems like anymore we're in a world today when people think the world owes me a living. The world does not owe you a living. Now, this man leaves a little, uh, an example behind. He was a rich man, but it wasn't handed to him. This was a man that believed in working a day's work for a day's pay. So I will commend him on this, that he was a man that believed in working today. Now, that's one thing that I believe in. Some people ask me, say, when are you going to retire? I have no plans in which that is included. I may drop off of one job to another or something like that, but I have no, no plans for retiring. This man believed in working. I believe in working. I believe if you love God and you believe in working, how long shall I work? God told me plainly. People, they don't like this part of it. God said, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. I don't expect mom and dad to keep me up. I don't expect to live on welfare all my life. If I had to, God would still supply my needs. But I have every intention of doing what God said. He said, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return to the ground. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Children. Even not just children, but grown people need to know this, need to pay attention to it, and need to abide by it. God left us here, and he intends for us to work. What did the apostles do when they were here, the early church? They said to them, if they didn't work, they did not eat. It wasn't handed to them. God places you in a world, and we have a man here that he had to me. He had did not have a bad reputation. This man believed in working. Not only just believed in working, this was a man that was smart. This was a man that would plan. Let's read this a little. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no, no room where to bestow my, my fruits. This man was smart. This man had a businessman's head. He knew how to do things. He had worked and he gained all this wealth and he had no place to bestow his good. He said, I will, listen to what he said. He said, I will tear down my, not just barn. He said, I will tear down my barns and I will build greater. If you want to have barns, if you want to have something in that barn, Take the attitude at least. Don't live your life like he did at the end, but at least have the attitude like he did. This man believed in working. You can have God has set you in a country. It is the land of opportunity, and you can do great things. You can acquire things here in this world, material things. These are not what's going on. You need to have your mind settled on. But I'm telling you, if you'll work, you can have these things. You won't have to have somebody to hand it to you. 
You'll be willing to work. Show me a man, woman, or a child that will work, and I'll show you someone that I have great respect for, and I believe God himself has great respect for them. This man was a planner. He sat down and he figured it out. I'm going to do all these things. And he worked. And now he's come to the place in his life to where that he's just got down to the place where he could really enjoy life if it was right. But through all that this man had done, he's come down to the point in his life to where this has come, come real to him. What is your life? It's even as a vapor that appears for a little time and then it vanishes away. His plans were, he had, had great plans. I'm going to work and I'm going to retire. What a life that was wasted by this certain man that was fixed, that was firm, that was settled. He was not, he was going to stay like he was. He was not going to change. I'll tell you, there are songs that God has made a change in me. And I can assure you, if you know God and you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, there will be a change in you. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. What a great God that we have placed us here in this world blessed us with all the blessings anyone could ever hope for, gave us the greatest gift that it could ever be given. Thanks be unto God, the Bible said, for his unspeakable gift. We left a man a few minutes ago when we started out in his life, standing there just like we're standing with him. His life is coming to an end. And the message has come to him, no matter how good a reputation he had, no matter what all he's done in life, the message has come to him. And it said, thou fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool despises wisdom and instruction. Why should we preach this? Why did Jesus send this? This is a parable, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, but it's portrayed out each and every day. God watches people as they live their life. They come into God's beautiful earth here, and they live their life and think they're going to live forever, and then come down to the end of the way, and those terrible words, thou fool. Oh, how sad. And God blesses people so. And then they come down to the end of the way. They're fool. And it's so sad. And we go on our life through here and go headed toward that place unless we turn around and believe on the Lord and accept him as our personal Lord and Savior. We'll come to the same place we left this certain man. They're fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. And it's not just that fool that's there. Everybody here has got someone that you love. You have moms, you have dads, you have children. 
Everyone has someone they love. And God loved this world so much. I still cling to this, the deepest scripture in the entire Bible, including Revelation and all the mysteries and all the prophecies in the Bible. No deeper scripture, no greater scripture than John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He had everlasting life to, uh, to give to you. God wants you to live here in this world, and he wants you to enjoy life. Well, oh, I, I remember our scriptures that brings joy to my heart. I'm attacked each and every day of my life by the evil fortunes that are here in this old depression, this anxiety, and all these horrible things in this world today. I do not want to live like that. So I look to the scriptures to give me guidance and to give me strength. I don't, did not want to come down, and I am not going down to where that we left this man standing there. Thou fool, God has saved my soul. He has written my name in heaven. Let me quote you a little scripture that helps me. You might say it's a dull life living for the Lord. It's the most rewarding, the most beautiful and precious life that you could ever live. Won't it grow old? Less world will grow old, but God never grows old. Where I'm going is a land where we will never grow old. Let me quote you in a little scripture. Usually I can, I have so much to say this morning. But this is scripture that helps me. It's beautiful and I love it. Are you here this morning and you're troubled? Now, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you're not troubled, you should be. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring forth. It's always now that God's looking at. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Come now, for all things are ready. Listen to the beautiful scripture. <laughs> Here the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking in this parable and there at the end to this man, thou fool. But if you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, look what beautiful words that Jesus has for you. This will help you throughout your entire life in the good times when you're happy, when you're rejoicing, when you're on the top of the mountain, if you happen to be down in the valley. Now, I, I look for ways. I look for ways to help myself, and I always look to God for that. There's things that are going to happen in life that will be hard and, and will drag you down. But I look for things that will lift me up. And I want to quote you this scripture. So beautiful. Only God could have this. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. In a world that's filled with trouble, we may act like we're not troubled a little, but there's trouble around. This virus that's going on and all the troubles, everywhere that you go, you see it. You go to bed, you see it, you think about it. Get up the next day, go to the town or wherever you want to go. There's troubles in this world. 
but such a beautiful message Jesus Christ sends. And this is not from me. This is from Jesus. These are the words, too, of read in read of the Lord Jesus Christ. And personally, to each of you that are here this morning, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. This your man, no bad reputation. He believed in working. He was a planner. He was even making plans for retirement. And then came down to the end of his life. Thou fool. If you're here and the, you do not know the Lord is your personal Lord and Savior, you'll never find a better time than now. You might say, well, I'll pick the time. No. God will pick the time. He will pick the place. All you have to do is just say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you know how to be saved? I'm going to try to close here in just a minute. If you've never accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you could keep this in your mind, maybe you can't keep it all to remember it right offhand, but maybe you could remember where it's found. Remember this. It got me on the right track. Romans chapter 10, begin with verse 8 through 13. But what saith it? Not me. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. If you'll only believe. Does it really matter if we don't believe? Look where we left this man a while ago. I wish there was some way I could help him, but I can't. That's it. That's it. To this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. And somewhere the time's going to come where the appointment has already been scheduled, it's already made, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Somewhere that will come in your life. This night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Maybe this morning, this evening, whatever it might be. But the time is coming, and you're going to need Jesus. And you can only get him now. We look for things to sort of wake us up in life. And I don't know how serious we are about this. I can say this, and I believe this, and this is the way I live. I am saved. I am sure. I am serving. But I'm not the only one living in this world. I have people that are dear to me. Each one has loved ones that's dear to you. And I would dare say that each one that's here personally, you know someone 
that needs the Lord, maybe a close family member, and they're headed down the same road, and unless Jesus Christ is welcomed into their life and they repent of their sins and he saves their soul, they'll come down at the end of their life. And that same thing where we left this certain man that was fixed, he was firm, he was settled, he wasn't going to change. And the message from God, thou fool this night. Let's don't just stop here. It doesn't get any better, it gets worse. If we don't except Christ as Lord and Savior. We'll not only hear those words, thy soul shall be required of thee. But just think. I don't like to dwell on this. I don't, I don't keep hell on. I don't forget it, but I don't dwell on it all the time. But there is a place that is called hell. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to scare your children. There was a certain man in another scripture. And he was a rich man in the book of Luke. He fired sumptuously every day, clothed in the finest garments. And the rich man died. Now this is what I must tell people. And I, I know people accuse you of trying to scare people. Tell people the truth. There is a place that is called hell. Now, where we left this man, there's no way that he could be helped. His life has been spent, it's over, and now he's faced with this. And the rich man died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. I must tell you the truth. God loved you so much that he gave his, his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You want to enjoy life here? There's no way to really do that without the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Take me out a long, long time cover all the things I wanted. Don't forget where we started. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. We followed him through his life just a little, saw the good things that he did. He believed in working and all of these things. But there was one fatal mistake that he made. And don't let this be a fatal mistake that you will make in your life. Or if you know someone is headed in this direction, pray for him, try to head him off. This certain man neglected this. Seek ye first. Before your career that you want to start on, before the things you want to do here in this world, make certain of this. Seek ye first the Lord Jesus Christ, and all these things shall be added unto you thee. Keep that in mind first on the list. Most important of all, is to know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. My Father in heaven, I thank you for this time that you've blessed me to stand this morning and to try to tell your children, dear God, how great that you are, 
in each of us knows that, and to tell them about your great gift that you gave your son to come and to die that we could have everlasting life. And I pray, Father, that you'll touch the hearts of each one that's here, and I pray that you'll be honored and glorified through this service. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mike, if you would, come on.